0: running just a couple minutes behind this evening but uh, getting started here and glad for all you who've been waiting Um, if you've not gathered in just yet we'll be momentarily um, but we'll go to the Lord in prayer and so we'll cover our prayer request list um, continue to pray for Sister Donna Faye and Brother Don, Sister Mary, uh, Sister Jean's brother, uh, Jason and Darren, um, Sister Joanne uh, Bynum, uh, Sister Barbara's granddaughter Maggie, uh, Brother Jerry, Sister Joanne Dunaway, Mariah, all of her tests was good um, on uh, Monday, and uh, but continue to pray for her. Uh, Brenda Wells, Debbie Henderson, uh, uh, Sister Ruth, and and uh, uh, Cordell, and her uh, Rita's friend's dad. Uh, Sh- Shelly, uh, the belts are doing better, but continue to pray for Brother Johnny, uh, Sister Rose, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Sister Rhonda, Evan, and Rob, Reverend Charles Chesser, uh, Kayla, uh, Brother Danny, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Reverend Charles or Carl Chesser, Joe and Betty Howard. Sister Gail's great nephew, great great nephew, Debbie Scott, Audrey Bedford, uh, Steve Harris, um, Sister Dickens, uh, Brother Chet's family, and Autumn. Uh, just remember all of these in your prayers uh, tonight and then remember our shut ins, uh, Sister Tawana, Brother Jr., and Sister Mary Jane. So lifting all of those up in your prayers as well. Uh, and then remember the, the, the Pence family uh, in your prayers also. With that, we'll go to the Lord in prayer and we'll get into our lesson tonight. Father, we thank you and we love you, dear God. We praise you for your many blessings. We just are so grateful, Father, that we can come to you, Lord, and lay out our prayers and petitions before you. God, we know tonight that you do hear us, and Father, we trust you to do what's right. Lord, we pray that you would comfort the families, dear God, this evening that uh father are going through a time of sorrow, uh, through the passing of a loved one. Father, we pray for families who are struggling. Dear God, we ask you to help them, Lord. Father, we ask you tonight that you would just uh, give us the strength that we need. And help us to do what we need to do in, in order to follow you and, and grow in you. And Lord, we just pray tonight now, Father, help us in thy word and lead us ever closer to you. And we'll give you glory, for, Father, in Jesus' precious name. And amen. Amen. I uh, Also do ask that you would remember uh, uh, Melvin Robinson. That's a dear friend of our family and related to some of us. Uh, some of the family, and so uh, ask that you would remember them in your prayers. And I'm writing something down here, that just kind of my mind. So, anyways, all right, Galatians chapter five this evening. And uh, while you're turning there, I'm going to see if I can find. Uh, this scripture that just come to my mind, everybody knows it. Uh, we walk by faith, uh, not by sight. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. Uh, we understand all of these uh, scriptures uh, and application to us as Christians and what it means for us to walk by faith and and not by sight. Uh, so let me see here. My Bible doesn't uh, give me all of them. Uh, so 2 Corinthians 5. In seven, I'm gonna look that up just real briefly because I want to use that, and you already know I'm going to use it. But why you're? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Anyways, getting back over to where we're starting tonight. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to start reading here in verse 1. Excuse me. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, Paul's talking to the Galatians here. Um, There has been the freedom through Christ, through salvation through Christ. And then there are some that are trying to bring back now uh, works. Uh, And you and I both know that no matter how good we are, we'll never be good enough to obtain salvation. Uh, So we must accept it by faith through Christ Jesus. And then he said, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become none effect, or excuse me, of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love then verse seven and here here's the thought that i'm going to look at tonight he did run well who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth this persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump and so uh you can look at the Christian lives today, and and come to this circumstance here that there are a lot of folks who, one time, run well. Uh, I think about this. You know, the get saved. They go to church. They're going to uh, not just one service, but all the services. They're going to revival services. They're looking forward to revival services. They're attending Sunday school. They're uh, they just they have. Fallen in love with the Lord, and 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 they're just they're just there, Um, and then something hinders them. Now we know the parable of the sower, and the things that come along, the distractions of life that are there, Uh, and and you know, uh, to be honest with you, sometimes things are just life. Sometimes it's the devil. Sometimes it's us. Uh, uh, Sometimes it's others, and and the. The long and the short of all of it is that for whatever reason, we start off and then there comes a hindrance. There comes something that distracts us. Um, I thought about the apostle Paul, or Peter rather, excuse me, Peter's in the ship, Jesus coming to him by night, to the disciples by night. He's walking on the water. Peter said, Lord, if it be thou bids me come, he said, come to me. And so... Peter gets out of the boat and he starts walking. He's doing good until he's hindered. And that hindrance is that he gets his eyes off of the Lord and he gets them on the winds and the waves. And so he sinks. Uh, And so when we look at this, we're looking at the same aspect. You know, you did run well. Uh, Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? And so I'm going to look at first... Uh, Three examples outside of Peter's uh, there of times when uh, there was a hindrance. If you go to the book of Samuel in the 17th chapter, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, we find David, we find the children of Israel, the army of the living God, as David said. They're standing there and they're being challenged by a man called Goliath and uh, Goliath is a mighty soldier; he is uh, a giant uh, I mean there's just something uh when you when you think about it he he would cause most people to tremble. The problem that that happened though was not Goliath, but rather that the children of Israel, the army of Israel, had forgotten who they were and who. Uh, they served, and then David comes and he reminds them. You know who is this Philistine that defileth the army of the living God? And so they're hindered by Goliath. David's not hindered by Goliath, uh, and so if you go down and <clears throat> excuse me, start um, in, in uh, verse. Uh, 34. And it said, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing that he hath defiled the armies of the living God. We know then that uh, David is given Saul's armor. David put Saul's armor off because he hadn't proved it and he goes down forward on. In verse 40 it said, and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in a script, and his sling uh, was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. We know the rest of the story. Goliath tells David, basically, he's nothing. Uh, David tells Goliath, well, he he's big, but he's nothing compared to God, and that's the point. Um, life circumstances, situations, and things that come against you and I, a lot of times, they, they are bigger than you and I, in a lot of ways, but they're never bigger than God, and so we don't need to be hindered, and most of the time, and I I say this when we think about this, what was the hindrance that these folks in Galatians had? Well, it was a spiritual hindrance. Now, it come from physical people. It come from what they knew instead of who they were trusting in now, And, uh, and so, you know, they did run well. Who hindered them? Uh, So the children of Israel were hindered uh, by Goliath, but David was not hindered by Goliath. Why? Because David put his faith and his trust uh, in the Lord. And then verse 45, then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and I will give thy carcass or the carcass, carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, we find another place where we find and, and I use these examples a lot but they're right there. Daniel chapter 3, uh, Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego right uh, here they are <clears throat> standing before the king the king is telling them uh, if you bow down uh, to the image and do what I tell you to do you'll live but if you don't you're going to die uh, and so we find them in in verse 16 of Daniel chapter 3 Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said unto the king O Nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this manner if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So so everybody, and you look at this, uh, we would be hindered by the threat of death. I, I thought about this as I was... Uh, in the back, getting ready, and, you know, uh, were they afraid of death itself? No, because they knew who was in control, but were they afraid of the uh, fire? Uh, You know, did it maybe make them nervous to think about, you know, what the torments might be there in the fire, Uh, the temporary time of pain? I'm sure that flashed through their heads. I'm sure they understood that, but yet this, they were not going to allow the, the distraction or the I, I would say this, most of these things are in this aspect. They're they're the devil just trying to keep them from being an influence for the Lord. Uh but they were not going to allow that to happen. Instead, uh they were going to stand for God. And and so there's they're 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 saying in in verse 17, if be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O King. They were assured of one thing that God was going to deliver them out of the hand of the king, and if so be he would deliver them from the fiery burning furnace. And we know the end results of that. You jump over to the book of Acts in the twenty-fifth chapter, the, in the sixteenth chapter, you have Paul and Silas who are in prison, uh, and why are they in prison? Because they were standing up for Jesus. They were. Teaching the things of Christ and of God, and, and so then now they're, they're in trouble. They have rebuked a demon, um, set somebody free, and here, here they are uh, in, in prison because of what they've done. And the Bible tells us this in Acts chapter 16, verse 25: And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons was shaken or were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Now, a lot of times we preach this, we talk about Paul and Silas, you know, their bands were loosed. Look what he said, everyone's bands were loosed. Uh, So everybody was freed. Why? Because Paul and Silas were not gonna be hindered By the circumstances in which they were in, they were still going to serve and worship God. They were still going to glorify God. They weren't going to let this situation and these circumstances determine who they could or could not be. And that's very important for us to realize and remember when we're talking about this. See, my title is Not Hindered. Uh, Again, Galatians says, who did hinder you? And so, you know, that's the thought process there. Well, are you going to be hindered or not? And so, Paul and Silas were not hindered. And so, thinking about that, I I got some verses and uh, I I just, I want to share them with you. And these are the reasons why Paul and Silas were not hindered, all right? First off, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. In other words, I don't have to be hindered because I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth which strengtheneth me. He is my strength. Uh, remember what I said about job? Job was tempted, tried, so to say, um, tested, and I would dare say job had the ability to have been hindered. Uh, he lost his family, he lost his living, he lost everything there. Then he turned around lost his health, and even his wife uh, rejects him. But Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord, right? Job said, naked I come into the world, naked I shall go out. I brought nothing in, I'll take nothing with me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, I was reading uh, tonight in another place, and, and Job uh, basically uh, said, who's able to question God? Uh, you know, he's, he's able to do what he wants to do, what he needs to do. And God always does what is right for you and I, if we'll put our faith and our trust in him. And so I can do all things. So the devil says, you can't, I say, I can. Why? Not because I've got faith in myself, but because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So we know that because of who God is and who Christ is in us, who the Holy Ghost is in us, uh, that we have that power that worketh in us not to do what we want to do, but to do what we need to do and do what God would have us to do and to get us through these life circumstances these situations these trials these temptations these ups these downs these valleys these rivers you know the the all the things that we think about that that hinder us they're really only temporary circumstances compared to who god is and what god can do in us and through us if we will follow him and remember Uh, The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. The problem is, is when we get our eyes off of the Lord and onto our circumstances and our situations, we begin to feel our infirmities. We feel our weaknesses. We feel our doubts. We feel our fears. We feel our struggles. And it's not that they're not there. It's that they're so much smaller when we're focusing on the Lord and we're thinking about who He is and what He can do. John fifteen five. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. There you go. Here's the hindrance, right? For without me you can do nothing. Without him we can't do it, but with him we can. Uh, but we got to be part of the vine. Uh, he said, "He again. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. The branches are attached to the vine. The vine is is Christ. The the Father." is the husband, Uh, God's the husband, he's the tender, he knows all about these things, and so if we are in him, look what he says, he that abideth in me and I in him shall bring forth much fruit, so what does that mean? Again, Corinthians, Philippians rather, I can do all things, I can be a fruit producer for the Lord, I can get through the things that I need to get through, I can show the grace of God, I can show the favor of God, I can show the power of God, why, because that's the power that worketh in me when my faith and my trust is in him, not of myself, I'm incapable of myself, but not incapable with him second uh, corinthians twelve nine he said unto me, the apostle Paul's talking about you know the messenger of Satan that cometh to buffet him, uh, that infirmity that he had he said he'd sought the Lord thrice. And it and, and it had not been taken from him, and he said, and, and he, so he says unto Paul, and he said unto me, "My grace is sufficient for thee." Uh, church, I'm telling you, we got to put our faith and our trust in the Lord. Hold it there. Don't don't back out of it. Don't 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 give it up. And, and I know this for a fact. I'm going to tell you right up front tonight. There are times in my life I have been discouraged. There are times I've been aggravated. There's times I felt defeated. Uh, there's times. Uh, I felt worthless, invaluable, and, and able. I mean, all of these things. Why? Because I allowed whatever was going on to beat me. And then I forgot about who loved me and who was in me, uh, who had saved me. And so, and it happens on a daily basis. It's not something that just, you know, comes around once a week or something like that. It happens daily at times. And we've got to fight that fight uh. Well, uh, the Bible tells us, James chapter 4, and, and I'll jump down there real fast, and I'll give you again. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. He will flee from you. Why? Because we're trusting in the grace of God. So he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we realize how weak we are, then the will and the strength of Christ is made perfect in us. Again, not not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. David said he come to Goliath. What does he challenge him? In the name of the Lord. Uh, Paul and Silas, who did they pray to? They sung praises unto God uh in the midnight hour. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. and Daniel. They all, you know, it was God who was going to do this work. He's able uh to do this. He delivered them, fire them fire first. He delivered them, uh, Daniel, out of the lion's den. God's the one who parted the Red Sea. God's the one who made manna fall from heaven and quails fall from heaven. I mean, God's the one who brought water from a rock. I mean, all of these things are God. His ability is not limited by our inabilities, but rather if we realize our weakness, he's made strong. He said, most gladly, therefore, will our Will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me? Uh, Understand this. He's not saying I love to be miserable, but he understands that in his infirmities, Christ is able to do these things. Again, unto him that is more able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I mean, God is not limited like you and I are limited. Uh, eight, Romans 8, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God, uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're more than conquerors. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Uh, none of these things. Uh, I mean, if you go over there and look at it, <clears throat> excuse me, In Romans, real quick. He says this in verse 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The sufferings, the hindrances, things going on. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity not willing, but by reason of him who has sub, hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's you and I being delivered unto the liberty of the Lord. And then jump down there. It said, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities in verse 26, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is of the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, now there is a... um, how do I put that? Uh, There's um, a qualifier, right? Not all things work together for good. It doesn't happen that way. Look what he says, Uh, but all things work together, excuse me, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes we don't think that the hardships and the trials and the struggles and things that we're going through are going to work for good, but they do if we love God. God always has a way to show us the better side of what's going on. And to them who are called according, who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also deprested to conform to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. It was God's determination that you and I should be saved. But again, he does not force us to be saved. We have to choose to be saved. And then you jump down to verse 31. What was, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him Also freely give us all things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As is written, for thy sakes we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter, and in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, if we just hold to these things, who's going to be able to hinder us? And then... <clears throat> The last one, there's two that I want to get to. Uh, This one speaks for itself. It says in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, uh, the Lord's talking about salvation. It's hard. He says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter to heaven. Why? Because the rich man's trusting in his riches uh, and the camel's not. Uh, But they say, well, that's a hard thing. Then who can be saved? And he says this, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. We find throughout the scripture, all throughout the scripture, nothing's too hard for God. Nothing is impossible with God. Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. He opened blinded eyes. He made the dumb to speak. He made the lame to walk. He cast out devils and they didn't come back. Uh, you know, when you think about it, he, he rose, uh, the, the there was a young man, He he, he raised him. Uh, from the dead, and, and on the cross, this is the most vital. On the cross, he took upon himself our sins and cleansed us of our unrighteousness and, and defeated our sins by his death on Calvary's cross. And that presented himself a living sacrifice before God. Now, now I say that he was alive and well when he went and presented himself before the Lord. As a sacrifice for you and I, He willingly died. Though He He died physically died on the cross, He had to, uh, in order to have taken our sins and done that. And so, uh, when you think about who He is, what He's done, is there a limitation to what He can do for us, or to what He can do with us? And is there should we feel like the world? Is tearing us down when we know that God can lift us up again. It's a daily battle. It's circumstances. It's situations. It's things that come. But the truth of the matter is this: Church, we are victorious. We are more than conquerors through Him that that strengthens. We are, and that's that's this. And hold your hat on eight verse eight thirty seven. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Here in his love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us. God is love. Jesus loves us. Jesus lays his life down for us. Jesus, I mean, he's, he's everything to us. And again, how do we get through all of these things? We remember who we are in Christ Jesus and remember who Christ Jesus is. We remember the authority and the power that God has, that Christ has, that the Holy Ghost has. And remember this, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Uh, And Jesus tells us if we are in him and him in us, I mean, you just can't go wrong there. So submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You and I can get through everything that's going on in our lives just by holding on to Christ Jesus holding on to God, holding on to the Word of God, staying in His will, following His plan, His path. And it's not always easy, but it is absolutely always right. Father, we thank You tonight for Your love and mercy. We thank You, dear God, for Your many blessings. And we ask You, Lord, that You just help us tonight. Give us the strength, guidance that we need, Lord, to carry out Your will. Father, again, I pray Thee, Lord, strengthen those that are struggling. Help us, Lord, to see clearly the things You'd have us to be and have us to do, and the people, persons you'd have us to be, and Lord, we just pray tonight that your will's accomplished, lead us ever closer to you, Lord, one to another, help us to strengthen one another, we we'll give you Father, glory, and praise, in the blessed name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and amen, amen, God bless you, see you again at the next point in time, Lord willing.